The Icon Factor Podcast with Cheryl Pullins is a must-listen podcast for the woman entrepreneur or executive looking to tap into her inner icon and make a lasting impact in the world. We will explore the latest concepts and trends in personal development, personal branding, and help listeners discover the secrets to living a life they crave. From time to time, you'll listen in on inspiring conversations from successful women who have cultivated their own Icon Factor. The Icon Factor podcast is the ultimate companion to unleashing your potential and living life as a modern day icon. Subscribe now and level up your life by listening to the Icon Factor Podcast with Cheryl Pullins. Hello, gorgeous, and welcome to today's episode of the Icon Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Cheryl Pullins, and we are going to keep the party going with our author features for the Unlock the Icon Within book project. And today we have another fabulous, iconic guest, and her name is Sherelle Diamond Hogans, and she is here with us to share with you a little bit about her chapter, who she is, and what her icon factor is. Welcome, Sherelle. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Hello out there to the world. Hello, (laughs) rock stars. Awesome. She said, hello, rock stars. I love that. She's a rock star herself, and we're thrilled to have you. So, Sherelle, tell us a little bit about yourself. So that's always a loaded question for me. (laughs) I am a nurse by profession. However, I am a creative and I love empowering the world, um, providing resources, hope and help through resources through different creative avenues. So I am also a playwright. I am a writer. I'm an author of several books of my own. And I just launched my children's book line this um, 2022. I launched that, um, the children's book, and then I also am a filmmaker. I am a social, social emotional teacher. I am an advocate for different traumas, domestic violence, sexual assault, bullying, suicide awareness. I, um, just love helping people and no matter what avenue or arena I am in, I see a need, feel a need. So usually I just say I'm et cetera. I probably missed out on some titles, but at the end of the day, I just, I'm a servant and I love providing hope and help through resources. And I'm anointed, gifted to be able to do that through various creative avenues. So you are one of my favorite types of people and that's a multifaceted woman. I love multifaceted women because I don't believe that we're, we, that any of us, you know, we do just one thing. We have multiple ways to serve in the world. But I want to hone in on one because it's not too often you get to talk to a filmmaker and a playwright 
How did you get into the filmmaking space? <laughs> Listen, that story is because I got fired or I quit a job. Like that's it's so it's so um interesting. Um I again I I am so grateful to just be available to whatever God wants me to be. So I didn't go to film school. I just um, had a camera and because I'm a writer, I'm very creative. So I've always had like creative stories in my head, but I saw a need for what we did in the community, the hope and help we provide in the community through our social emotional classes or our, and um, our prevention classes to be seen, not just in the classroom because my, my students, they're always on, you know, Instagram or so some kind of social media. And so wherever visibility is, our work needs to be there, an opportunity or option for help and hope or a healthy option needs to be in that same arena. So I actually quit one job in December and I had a second job that I, that was paying me. So I quit my job in December. I went to London for uh, Christmas, went to Paris for New Year's and came back to this quote unquote safe job that I thought, you know, would be OK. And then as the anti-bully teacher, I got bullied by the powers that be. So mm. I took them on because I believe in standing up for yourself. And um, I quit that job and because I would not be bullied. Um, you know, or tolerate that kind of behavior. And mm -hmm. I was just working with my children in the community as a private contractor. I just saw a need to be able to assist them where they are. I believe in teaching them that they don't have to wait to be adults to be famous or to be productive mm -hmm. or active um, participant in this world and society. So we do our vision boards. I see where they are in their life and what they want to do. And I immediately connect them with people who are doing that so they can have some kind of internship. So I gathered my youth from my um from my classes and some other community community um resources or advocates that I network with. And I wrote uh, my first film is called A Family Affair that Literally, we shot in five days and it premiered in the movie theater to two sold out shows. We had one, but then a week or a half before it was, um, we were about to film, we were about to showcase it. We were sold out and people still wanted tickets. So we added another show a week and a half and that was almost sold out. And that movie was so amazing with so many of my youth. People literally said, I thought this was going to be like a PSA. They was like... People are really acting in here and I'm an actress, so I'm not going to have you on screen just doing anything, you know, so I coached <laughs> them through it and the movie actually got picked up by Dell State University. It got picked up and paid for by Dell State University and they used our movie. One of my movie broke down to six short films and one of them um, they used to have their graduating seniors of licensed social workers they had to case study some of the characters in my in my movie and they had to you know case study them give them a diagnosis a treatment plan and it was amazing they were shocked that they were they were missing so many clues that were right in front of them as a nurse i believe in nonverbal communication as one of the biggest indicators of what's going on with people. It's not what they say, but being able to, you know, monitor 
what their actions and reactions are, how they're saying it. Are they looking around? Are they are they able to speak? And as a nurse, that's what we do. You know, in order mm-hmm. to triage mm-hmm. someone, then you you have to not just listen to what they say, but also their behavior, their actions. And that's what I like to bring to the community as an advocate is to um, teach people to monitor their environments, monitor their family, monitor the behavior of the ones that you love so that you can be an ally to them and assist them. Because people have tragedies and then you always hear the backstory of, well, I knew she did this or I she was well, she did say this and they see clues in hindsight that were in plain sight, but overlooked. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. movie um, ended up, and then we went to Lincoln University, and then we went and had a lot of, we had um, like a panel discussion, and then Delaware, uh, University of Delaware picked it up and put it in their movie theater for Public Health Week. And then we went to awesome. Wilmington University. So we've been traveling with this movie. And then I just started writing again, doing short films, PSAs. We have a few of them that are uh, on YouTube, Slay All Day, Radical Friendsgiving. So comedy, whether it's comedy or drama, prevention always has a message in there. And it's always have some humor in there because I like to have fun in life. I love to laugh every day. So um, I just, <laughs> that's, that's it. So it's just, it's the bug that, you know, just taking my books. Um, actually, so my first, one of my books, uh, Twisted Pleasures, which is about domestic violence, I didn't want, I'm not a normal person, you know, I'm a little peculiar. So I don't like doing things normally or it's status quo. So I didn't want to just do like buy my book um, here, you know, and with some words. So I gathered some actors and we pulled some pieces out of Twisted Pleasures and we acted it out. And I had mm-hmm. a book trailer and it was very short and we put mm-hmm. it out there and people was like, wait, what's this? Where's the rest of the movie? And I laughed it off back then because I'm like, what are y'all talking about? Like, this is a book. Go buy the book. They said all of this mm-hmm. for a book. And mm-hmm. I, I would have never thought, never mm-hmm. would have thought that a couple of years later, that I would literally be a filmmaker, a declarated filmmaker, by the way, that has laurels from a film festival for a family affair. So it's and, that's, and you just open to whatever, whatever being open to the mm-hmm. possibility of the evolution of you. Yeah, that, that's that's Wonderful. where I'm at right now. You know. Wonderful. So thank you for sharing. Pardon me. <clears throat> thank you for sharing uh, with us in that way. Excuse me, pardon me. So we could get a deeper sense of who you are and how you show up in the world. So with all that said, if you had this, if you had to say you had a secret sauce, so you have what I call an icon factor, what would that be? What 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 would be uh, Diamond's secret sauce? Passion, Passion. resilience. Mm. I'm an avenger. I've been through so much trauma in my own life that I I know what it's like. I know what it's like. Um, I talk about these um, traumas because I've been through them firsthand. Mm-hmm. And so I, I go, I, I hit people hard. I, I go hard on um, on making sure that people have hope and help because I know what it's like to not have it in your own family, mm-hmm. to be invisible in church. I'm a, So I'm also an ordained minister. I'm telling you, I, got, I, for, I, be, I forget what I am sometimes. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I know what it's like but to be in church or in said, leadership. Say it again, Cheryl. Early, you said earlier, you said you're a servant. 
of hope and help and yes, you know, through resources. And I think that really um, says who you are and you, the different roles and ways that you do it is amazing. But I think in your, in your heart of hearts, you really, you're a servant of hope and help. Cause and I wrote it down because I absolutely loved it. So yeah. when it comes to the book, what's the title of your chapter and what inspired you to write it? So the chapter of my, um, the chapter in the book of Unlock the Icon Within is called Fight Through the Fog. Fight Ooh, Through fight the Fog. Through the fog. Mm-hmm. And as much as I write and I've talked about writing, it's um when you when you are evolving, when you're elevating, when you are moving to your next state of life, there are obstacles. And um, I talk about it in the chapter, how writing is second nature to me. I, I wrote films in less than a week. I've written books and published books within a week, anthologies for other people. But when it came to writing Fight Through the Fog, the title I literally was down to the wire of the deadline to get it in. Because I just don't mm-hmm. write anything. If it's not of substance, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not going to do it. It has to be intentional. It has to be purposeful. It has to be of substance. And I literally was in the fog myself when I saw the um the call to uh to be a part of it. To looking, you know, I was I saw the title and it it struck me. And mm-hmm. I've been in another anthology before. This is my actual second one, but it. This the title struck me, and I was like, "How can I not be in that? <laughs> you know, I, how can I not be a part of that? You know, I call everyone a rock star. My company name is I Matter. Everything is purple, purposeful because I want you to know that you matter. I call people rock stars because I want them to really contemplate: Are they a rock star? And if they have a problem with that, what's going on? Why do I consider myself a rock star? I call people world changers, and you know, they may be sweeping up the floor or wiping something down. And you're looking at me like I'm crazy, but I plant the seed in their mind because. That possibly be them. So when I saw the title, I said, I have to be in this. <laughs> and it was um, you know, the the process was a little out of my comfort zone, but I I said, you know what? I'm gonna do it because I know what was on my vision board and I jumped in. But with everything that was going on in my life, I couldn't write. Things would come mm-hmm. and they would go, and it just was, I had to do it in stages. When something came to me, I had to, couldn't even write. I literally had to use my phone and the voice um, recording part of it um, just to capture it because my thoughts were fleeting. Mm-hmm. I, I, I describe it as, um, for myself, as something like Alzheimer's. Where you you you're trying to think of something and you're trying to you have to do word association and then you you takes all of your energy to get it out to think of it and then to get it out it was that's what I was feeling it was like this fog this brain fog and mm. I and it, I couldn't get my thoughts together in life it wasn't just about the book but in life let alone mm-hmm. a book mm-hmm. and so when I when I sat back and I prayed about it and you know was just thinking about it I was like you know that's that's what I teach. So Fight Through the Fog is about addressing, acknowledging the stuff in your life, the things that hinder you from being the best version of you. And because I'm focused on trauma, my one of my platforms is trauma, a lot of us are mature, are um, aged, we're older in age, but we're, we're still operating from 
a, a place or a time or an age where we were traumatized. So I'm mm -hmm. 46 mm -hmm. now, but if I didn't do the work that I, that I did, I was operating for years as that seven-year-old or that 10-year-old, that 15-year-old, that 21-year-old who was traumatized and mishandled. And my decisions were based off of those experiences because I didn't unpack them. I used those to um, those experiences. I allowed them to define me. I allowed mm -hmm. what happened to give me an identity. And I became that. Mm -hmm. And I responded from that. And I lost who uh, the core of me in those things so mm -hmm. fighting through the fog when things come up or opportunities come up we come up with these oppositions of our insecurities our doubts our fears life challenges what other people say about us and then all of a sudden what they say about us is no longer their voice it becomes our voice and mm -hmm. now we're talking down mm -hmm. to ourselves the negativity and we're talking ourselves out of what is possible for us and sometimes yeah. we can't even think yeah. about what's possible for us because we diminished ourselves to the identity of our trauma triggers or the trauma from the past or other people's expectations or other people's limitations. Absolutely. So, so <laughs> you are speaking my language, girl. You are talking so, about you are in my lane. Listen, yes, so yes, fighting yes. through the fog is like I, I it's I told I, you know, I talk about this hunger. And I I literally woke up one day at the end of last year. And I got tired of keeping my head down and tippy-toeing around other insecure people who was pushing their insecurities and limitations on me. I, I doubted my work. I doubted the quality of my work. I doubted the impact of my work, even though people stole it and copied it. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm, I still mm -hmm, mm -hmm. doubted whether it was good enough. And I had to tell myself to shut up. Yeah, like the silence, yeah, the yeah. noise, drown out the noise in my head or in my thoughts with my affirmations. And I, I had to start talking to myself in a positive, healthy way and create a healthy environment for me to thrive in because I was choking on everybody else's stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and so yeah. fighting through the fog is I've given enough time, enough years, enough sleepless nights to my past. When I was younger, I wasn't in control of my life. I was under the power and control of other people. And then as I grew older, I talked about taking on their identity or their, you know, mm -hmm. negativity as my own. Yes. But I'm at yes. this point, Cheryl, where I refuse to give another moment, another day, mm -hmm. another second to toxicity, to unhealthy, mm -hmm. unhealthy relationships. If it's going to cost me me, I can't be a part mm -hmm. of it. Whether it's Absolutely. family members, blood don't listen. Mm -mm. Let me tell you about the mm -hmm. blood. <laughs> yes, yes, DNA. Yes, I, I got you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. So, Zach, and if you have one takeaway that you want readers to have when they read uh, your chapter, Fight Through the Fog, what is just one takeaway that you want them to walk away with and be like, you know what? This is going to help me get to my next. What would that be? So many things in there, Cheryl. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, because you don't want to give it all away. I'm not. I know. So I'm trying to see. I know. I know. I'm not. I'm not. And I'm purposely trying to hold back and not give it away. But at the end of the day, be hungry and passionate about you. Mm. Usually the people who mm -hmm. are in the fog of life, 
and are choking on other people's stuff will give and give and give to help everyone else, but don't give that same energy or match that same energy for themselves. Develop mm -hmm. a hunger about you and determine that you are well worth all that God has for you, all that is in line for you. So it's you have to believe in you and see have see yourself from a healthy perspective that you are hungry about you. I can't make you hungry. I can't determine your level of hungriness. Only mm. you can determine how hungry you are for the best version of you. And that's where mm, I'm at. I'm passionate that. about seeing what is really inside of me. When I say I'm a die empty, I'm talking mm -hmm. about dry to the bone, like extinct dinosaurs, because I'm going to put it all out there. Sink or swim, win or fail, I tried it. I'm going to shoot for the moon and I'm going to hit, I'm going to at least get the stars. But I won't <laughs> live in doubt. I won't live in fear. I won't live mm. in my own insecurities. I'm hungry. I've been yes. hungry naturally. <laughs> I got a girth with me. I've been hungry naturally. Mm -hmm. But honey, I'm passionate mm -hmm. about me now. Passionate love about it, me. Love it. Love it. So here's what I know for sure. I'm going to have to bring you back because we're going to have to talk a little bit more about that, being hungry about yourself. I absolutely love it. The whole idea about identity. I talk a lot about identity and how we live from an identity that we've been conditioned into versus mm -hmm. the one we were created. I mean, yeah, we're going to have a whole new kind con another conversation here on the Icon Factor podcast. It has been such an amazing pleasure having you on, Diamond. <laughs> you I told you, you got to give me a limit. Hit the bell. Like, <laughs> but thank you so yes. much for having Passionate, me. Full of and let the, let the people know. Let the listeners know how they can stay connected with you. So you can um, Google me, Sherelle Diamond Hogan's. You can go to my website, SherelleDiamondHogan's.com. I'm on Instagram as Radical Diamond. That's Radical with a K. And I'm on Facebook as Sherelle Diamond Hogan's. But if you Google me, all that stuff will pop up. If you put radical with a K in there, that will pop up. <laughs> but um, awesome. you, you'll you find me on social media. I'll, I'm always on there talking, encouraging you. And I'm always cheering people on. Be your loudest cheerleader. Be your own loudest cheerleader and refuse to be an understudy in your own life. You are the main character. And it's time for you to step up and show out. Out. Yes. <laughs> show out. Show this last thing. And I promise it's my last thing. I decided to live loud. Stop living mm -hmm. quiet with your head down, tippy-toeing. Mm -hmm. Live loud and let other people be uncomfortable. Live loud mm -hmm. and walk heavy. You will feel me coming. People talk about shake the table. I'm talking about shake the room. They want to hear you coming before you even step into the room. Shake, you live loud and walk heavy, heavy, yes. unapologetically. You got something yes. in you. Live loud. <laughs> live loud and walk heavy. And yes. I'm closing my mouth, sir. I'm closing my mouth. <laughs> On that note, we're going to bring this episode to a close. Obviously, we are having fun here on the Icon Factor show, the Icon Factor podcast. Our guest today has been incredible, amazing. She's definitely coming back. And that's not just talk. That's real, real, real. 
Thank you so much, Diamond, for sharing with us. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. This is your host, Cheryl Pullins of the Icon Factor Podcast, and I'll see you next time. The Icon Factor Podcast with Cheryl Pullins is a must-listen podcast for the woman entrepreneur or executive looking to tap into her inner icon and make a lasting impact in the world. We will explore the latest concepts and trends in personal development, personal branding, and help listeners discover the secrets to living a life they crave. From time to time, you'll listen in on inspiring conversations from successful women who have cultivated their own Icon Factor. The Icon Factor podcast is the ultimate companion to unleashing your potential and living life as a modern day icon. Subscribe now and level up your life by listening to the Icon Factor podcast with Cheryl Pullins.